Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Manifestation Lab podcast with your host, Tarkon. <laughs> this is the sixth episode, and uh, I know it's been a while. Things have been busy, folks. Very busy. Which is a good thing. But of course it also means certain other aspects of my life have to kind of be put on the back burner. Um, It's just unavoidable right now. But uh, yeah, as things get flowing and I get on top of everything, all the new things coming into my life, I of course will become better at organizing Ah, said life. And that's one of the things about all this manifesting stuff too, isn't it? We, uh, man, when it rains, it pours, right? Uh, when things are flowing, when you're in the flow, um, you know that it can start as a trickle and then suddenly there's a crack and there's a little bit more coming through and then you got a stream and then suddenly you've got a deluge, a tsunami of good things coming into your life. So that's flow right there. And you know, you open up that spigot. Uh, You open up that spigot energetically, vibrationally. Isn't that what we've been talking about this whole time, right? So um, speaking of flow and letting things in and letting things flow in and trickles and streams and rivers and tsunamis of goodness coming your way, In this episode today, I'm going to be talking about money, money, the mighty dollar or euro or ruble or yen or whatever it is that you're using out there um, as an expression of your abundance for trading goods and services information. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today, money. And, uh, you know, you're going to find, I think, after this episode that money is uh, manifesting money is the same as manifesting just about anything, really. It's the same as manifesting a relationship, good health, good vibes, um, all that stuff. Um, It comes down to the same thing because money is no different than those things. Money is no different than um, anything else you might want to um, create, manifest, bring into your life, into your physical experience. Because money, like everything else, is just a reflection of how you're vibrating, how much flow you've got going on. How open is your spigot? How far have you opened that spigot? And of course, if it's not open very far, or you're clogging up the plumbing with resistance, right? With outmoded negative ideas around money, fear about money, Uh, Thinking that money is somehow a negative thing that only uh, hooligans and gangsters and charlatans and crooks make a lot of money. You know, uh, money is dirty or filthy somehow or that there is somehow a limited supply of money in the world. Meaning that, hey, if you have all of it, that that means there's not enough for everyone else. Uh, Which, of course, you know what I'm going to say. That is ridiculous. Um, 
But of course, it's understandable. How have we been raised around money? What's the story that our culture tells about money? Um, movies, television, books, all that stuff, right? It's, uh, it's, it's the norm to think of money as something negative, right? Uh, you've probably heard this one. Money is the root of all evil. Oh boy, the root of all evil. So does that mean if we eliminate money, we eliminate all evil? Interesting idea. And of course, I think you probably know the answer to that question already. <laughs> it would be no, wouldn't it? Money is energy. It's nothing more than energy. And as such, it's neutral. It's not the money that does bad things or good things. It's what you do with it that's either good or bad, evil or noble or, or just neutral. So, of course, the first thing to do is to change your story around money. If you're having trouble with money and bringing money into your life, allowing it to flow into your life because it's out there. It's everywhere. And of course, we can say with absolute certainty that money is not limited. There's no limited supply of money. Money is literally everywhere. Everywhere. Just think alone of all the unclaimed money that's out there. Right? I went to a uh, website recently. Uh, lostmoney.com, I believe it's called. Listen to that crow out there. He's agreeing with me. Lostmoney.com. And, you know, I just went to it on a hunch because um, I think I was reading something, some article or something, and it mentioned the website briefly. And I just got this hunch to go there. I thought, oh, you know what? I'm going to put this down right now. I'm going to go to uh, lostmoney or findingmoney.com. I can't remember the exact. You can try both of them. Um, I'm just going to put in my name. And uh, <laughs> lo and behold, there were two entries there from an address in a whole other city where I used to live about six years ago. And it turns out there were a couple of utilities I had used at that time. One of them was Comcast and one of them was a, a water, uh, some water service. I used to get water delivered to my house and um, they owed me money. <laughs> so I went, you know, I clicked on the little thing and it took me to the government website for that particular city. And they had me just fill out a couple of details, my address and all that stuff. Um, and I filed a claim. And about a day later, I received an email from them, and they said, your claim has been approved, and we're sending you a check for $50. Out of the blue. I didn't even know that money was out there. I didn't even know anyone owed me any money. <laughs> so you see, it can come at any time from any direction. You just don't know. It's out there. There's no limited supply of this Think about the trillions and trillions of dollars that your government spends on one jet fighter. And how many of those do they have? Right? Think about that. What would you do with trillions and trillions of dollars? You probably don't even need any of that. Right? You could probably be fine with 100 million or something like that. <laughs> probably for the rest of your life. Again, depending on what you do with it. But of course, money likes to flow. It likes to circulate. It likes to move around. It doesn't like to be hoarded, it doesn't, because hoarding, that's the energy of lack, isn't it? That's not an abundant energy. People who are very successful in business, if you study them, and I recommend that you do if money is something that you want to manifest and bring more of into your life, a great thing to do and a great place to start is to begin studying people who have it, who have created it successfully for themselves, 
um, you know, those captains of industry, uh, those kinds of people, take a look at how they operate around money, how they think of money. For them, money is nothing more than a tool. They don't hoard it. They move it. They keep it flowing. They reinvest it. They might even throw all their money into a whole new venture and maybe even lose it. And then they don't worry about it because they know they're going to make it back one way or the other. So that's the attitude because those people understand how money works. They understand that it needs to move. It's fluid and it has to remain fluid. So spending money, um, one of those things that we all have hangups about, it's paying those bills every month, paying that rent. We think we're, we're giving our money away. And you know, a, a good way to begin to think about this is I don't even use the word spending anymore, or I use it as little as possible. I'm re I've replaced that word with circulating. Think about that. Let that sink in for a minute. So I'm circulating money. I'm not spending it. Spending is almost like the, uh, you know, the, the images of me just throwing it out. <laughs> out a window somewhere and it disappears in some pit never to be seen again but of course that's not how money flows and we're gonna we're we're gonna understand that at the end of this podcast that money flows it doesn't disappear it circulates you're not spending money you're circulating money and as you put abundance out into the world you're you're adopting the energy of abundance and flow and therefore you are creating flow of money back into your life so begin to think about it in those terms. Begin to think of money like air. It's everywhere. You breathe it in, you breathe it out. You breathe it in, you breathe it out. You breathe it in, you breathe it out. Money flows. It has to flow. So the next time you're paying your bills or you're buying some item, you're going grocery shopping, whatever it is, think about it in those terms. Start to kind of turn around the story in your mind around money, right? Um, stop saying you're spending money. Uh, start saying you're circulating money. I'm putting money back out there into the ether to circulate, to bring abundance to others as well so that it can come back to me because I'm creating a space where money feels comfortable, uh, uh, an energetically comfortable space for money to be in my life, to want to be in my life. And money will want to be in your life. It will seek you out. You won't have to seek it out so much. It will come looking for you. And you'll see, you'll see as you start to adjust your attitude around it, you'll see this starting to work. And as it does, uh, as you see more and more evidence of it working, and it could just be a penny coming in or a quarter or a couple of bucks, be excited and grateful about all of that. Because that's all money you're manifesting. And if you can manifest that, you can manifest more. You have to, of course, decide what that means for you. What is more? What is going to be enough? Um, you know, that's, that's another thing, of course, is to become clear about exactly what you want. Do you imagine the lifestyle you're going to have when you have the money that you desire? What's all that money going to get for you? What's it going to buy for you? Uh, what's the feeling you're after? Uh, security, freedom. For me, money means freedom. It means the freedom to be who I need to be, to do the things I want to do when I want to do them, where I want to do them, with whom I want to do them. Um, money for me represents freedom. Uh, freedom not to do the things I don't want to do. <laughs> freedom to focus and do more of the things I do want to do. So freedom is what I'm after then, right? And if freedom is what I'm after, money is just one symbol of that for me. Money is just one thing that represents freedom for me. 
but I can have freedom. I have freedom in all kinds of areas in my life. So if I identify freedom as being the quality, the feeling, or the state that I'm after, money is one representation of that for me. I want more of it. Then I focus on where I already have freedom in my life. And I focus on that, and I celebrate that, and I appreciate that. I become grateful for that. And as I do, more comes in, in the form of money and in the form of many other things that represent that for me that represent freedom, security, flow, right? That relaxed state that you have when you're, you're debt-free or, uh, or you just have an abundance of things in the bank, abundance of dollars in the bank, an abundance of goodies in the cupboard, in the kitchen, abundance of goodies in the refrigerator, right? Um, that's what you want to focus on. So what we're talking about here, of course, is abundance. And abundance can come in many, many different forms, including money. But what we're going to talk about today is money. Um, and it's a sticky one for a lot of people. And I know, I know that, uh, you know, on the YouTube channel and all that, we've talked a lot about relationships. Um, I want to branch out a little bit. And with the, with the podcast episodes, I want to speak a little bit more about other things that you want might want to manifest. And a few of you out there who, who follow my channel have asked me to talk about money. And I thought, you know, it would be great to do a podcast episode around that. And so in the next segment, I'm going to introduce you to some concepts around money that like what I've already talked about so far, um, we get a little deeper into that. And also I'm going to give you some, um, you could call them exercises. There'll be a few exercises that you can do, but really, um, a few, a different kind of perspective that you can begin to adopt around the idea of money in your life. Um, that will be helpful to you. That will help you look at things, uh, differently. Um, that will kind of maybe hopefully get the ball rolling or kind of trigger, uh, prompt you to sort of begin to uh, turn the page on your story about money and start moving in a more productive direction where things flow better, um, where things aren't so clogged up. We're going to try to unclog, ungum the works a little bit for you. Okay. Of course, I can't create money for you. I can't do any of these things for you. I can give you guidance and direction. Um, as always, you're going to have to decide what to do with that and how dedicated you are to the idea of manifesting whatever it is you want to manifest into your life. And if it's money, you know, you're going to have to decide how badly you want it. Um, how big is your desire for it? How intensely do you want it? That, of course, is intent. How, how much do you intend for there to be money, for there to be monetary, financial, abundant flow in your life. That's something you're going to have to decide. But I can give you some pointers and I can point you in a direction that's going to uh, benefit you. So uh, that's what I'm going to talk about in the next segment. So uh, go ahead and stay tuned for that right after this. Are you having a little bit of trouble manifesting these days, going after your biggest desires, be it a relationship or more money or a better job or better health or just general happiness, peace and contentment? Are you finding it a little bit difficult to navigate those chaotic waters to get through that emotional and vibrational upheaval that comes about as a natural byproduct of figuring out that you are 
a master manifester, a master creator in your life, that you are the captain of your soul, well, I can help you. I can help you navigate those waters. If you send me your personal story in detail, then I can help you gain some perspective. I can give you pointers, tips, exercises to follow that will help you and that are tailored to your personal situation. So if you are interested in my help, just go to manifestationlab.com forward slash services and pick the package that suits you best. That's manifestationlab.com forward slash services. Okay, I'm back. And I have actually uh, a URL for that website. The website I mentioned in the last segment is actually missingmoney.com. That's missingmoney.com. That's the one I went to where I discovered they owed me 50 bucks. So you know what? You can even go there right now or today and check out. Just type in your name, tippy tippy type. Doesn't take a lot. And then uh, see what's out there. You might just be manifesting money right now as you sit and listen to this podcast. Wouldn't that be fantastic? I love it. And if you do, or if you have any kind of success story around manifesting money, email that to me, manifestation.lab at gmail.com, manifestation.lab at gmail.com. I would love to hear about it, and I might actually feature it in a future video or podcast episode, because I'm going to talk about money more. Uh, there's a lot to cover when it comes to the subject of money. Um, so I don't think I can cover it all in one podcast episode. Um, <clears throat> there'll be several episodes and maybe some videos on the channel coming up in future about that. So um, I'm going to branch out a little bit. I know I've talked a lot about getting your ex back and all that stuff. And of course, there'll be more of that for those of you who are in that niche. <laughs> it is a niche, isn't it? All these things that we want to manifest. What What is most important to you, right? Is it money? Is it a relationship? Of course, it comes down to a niche. Um, the channel so far has been sort of in the, in the more romantic relationship niche, and that's not going to change. But uh, I, I will branch out more and discuss, and discuss other topics and other uh, sort of desires and goals that people have out there because there's so much to this stuff, right? Um, and also you'll find that it's all connected, like I mentioned in the last segment. Manifesting one thing is pretty much the same as manifesting another. It's really not much more difficult. It's not much more complicated than any other thing. Um, it's just the difference might be around how important do you hold it in your life? Uh, how much resistance do you have around it? Um, some people who find it difficult manifesting relationships, find it very easy to manifest money and vice versa. Um, so, you know, um, I want to cover all topics. Uh, I want to branch out a little bit and make sure that everybody out there gets a little piece of advice and wisdom and guidance uh, through these podcasts and videos that I've been doing and the ones I will do in future. So um, having said that, I want to tell you a little story. And it's a little bit personal. I wouldn't say personal, but it feels a little silly for me to talk about it in such a public way because I've never really spoken about this to anybody. Not quite in these terms. But I'll begin 
Ah, several years ago, I would say about 10 years ago, as a matter of fact, and I was living in a whole other city. I had a whole other life. I had come out of a relationship at that time, and I was living by myself again for the first time in about three years. And um, I was going to grad school. And yeah, money was a little bit tight at that time. I was borrowing a little bit above what I needed for school so that I could live on that every semester. Um, and graduate school really took up pretty much 40 hour, 48 hours a day for me. <laughs> there are only 24 hours in a day, but it took 48 hours a day to get through grad school for those two years. Um, so working and doing a side job and all that kind of stuff at that time for me just really was not realistic, um, or it would have just been the absolute nightmare to do. Um, but you know, I had that, I borrowed a little bit above my means. I borrowed a little bit extra uh, so I could live on it. And of course, that really barely covered my expenses. Not that I really had time to do anything more fun, uh, like going out regularly or, or vacationing and all that kind of stuff. But it was enough to cover my expenses at that time so that I could focus 48 hours a day on graduate school. Um, but I'll tell you something. There were those moments when I did have some downtime. You know, maybe in the evenings as I was sort of lingering in bed my brain kind of turning and churning from all the information I had stuffed it with all day long from the textbooks I had to read and the classes I went to and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, there'd be moments at night when I would just sort of just breathe and lie on my bed and start to think about what I wanted, start to think about, you know, I let my mind drift. And mind you, this is before I really knew all that much about this manifesting stuff or about visualization in particular. I had read a few things about it here and there, but I wasn't really taking it that seriously at that time. I wasn't diving very deeply into it, but somehow I just let my mind drift in those moments. I would just sort of breathe and relax and stare at the ceiling and I began to imagine something. I began to imagine something that seems silly and kind of out there, but it was just a, a thought that made me feel very comfortable. And it was this, I would imagine that I had the ability to freeze time. You know, I, th I think I got it from an old Twilight episode or something. It was just a, a silly little fantasy that would come into my head uh, that I could freeze time and I would be the only one that could move around within space, you know, <laughs> around the town. I could just go in and sort of help myself to all the money and all the cash registers or go into the bank and grab whatever cash I needed. And, you know, of course, I wasn't thinking very <laughs> I wasn't thinking about morals at that time so much. It was a fantasy. It was just a fantasy. And it but it was a fantasy that made me smile. It made me comfortable. It made me feel at ease. Um, and more than anything, it made me feel relief in a certain sense. I found comfort in doing this every night. And it got to be a habit. It got to be a habit that I looked forward to as the day would end and I would lie in bed and relax and then I would just, my mind would go into this fantasy and I would, you know, where would I go if I, if I froze time right now? Where would I go? Where would I get that cash? 
oh man, I could go, you know, I don't know, find some drug lord hideout where they, they're hoarding a bunch of bills and I could go grab those or I could just, you know, uh, walk into a bank and, or I could, I could walk into a store and of course, you know, that would be stealing or whatever. But keep in mind, it's a fantasy. And of course, these are not things I was really entertaining at that time or stealing or doing any, anything illegal. It's not something I would entertain even now. But... Uh, the point of it is that I felt I was visualizing. I was visualizing without even realizing that's what I was doing. And I was really hitting the mark with it because I was doing it. Call it beginner's luck. You know, the guy that never played pool before and he wins every game or whatever it is, you know, or, or he goes to the casinos and cleans up and he's never gambled. He doesn't think about gambling. He's not thinking about gambling ever again. It's not part of his life. He doesn't put that much importance on it. But just for that moment, he's having fun. And just for those moments, I was having fun. I was having fun just letting my imagination kind of go wild, go into these silly, weird, goofy uh, almost science fiction places, uh, allowing myself to consider all the possibilities that were out there. Uh, and of course doing it without realizing what I was really doing. Of course, now that I look back on it, I, I understand that I was visualizing and I was visualizing very effectively because I would come out of those sort of scenes, those visualizations feeling very good and very much at ease and at peace. And then I would just drift off to sleep and the next day I'd go back to whatever I was doing, go to school, do my stuff, uh, write my papers, do my research and all the stuff that would eat up my time during the day. And then at night I would just go slip right back into that fantasy because it felt so good. I kept doing it, and I started looking forward to it. And, um, you know, I must have done this for several months. I didn't have any expectation around it, mind you. Uh, of course, as I said already, I didn't realize what I was doing. I didn't realize that I was visualizing um, so effectively. And then, of course, as I came out of it, I, I, I didn't think about it all day. I didn't try to go there again all day. But, you know, at night when I had my little downtime and I was ready to drift off to sleep, I would go there and I looked forward to it. And then I would let it go because I didn't really have much expectation around it. You don't necessarily need all this expectation that things are going to work for you as long as you're working it, as long as you're working your mind and your imagination and you're visualizing in an effective way, you're putting yourself there vibrationally and emotionally. You're feeling good about it. That's enough. And you're doing it only for the sake of feeling good. And that's what I was doing at that time. And I, I think I was doing it only for a few months or something like that. And I, one day I just went downstairs and got the mail. And I went upstairs and I went through the mail and of course there were some bills in there and some junk mail some coupons and things like that and then there was this uh, envelope from a I want to say an insurance company a life insurance company TIAA Cref that's what it was and uh, I thought huh first I thought it was an advertisement or something like that but something told me don't throw it away open it up something strange about this what the hell do they want from me you know do they have the wrong guy? And I looked. No, it was my name there. Uh, it was my address. So it had reached the right guy. So I opened it up. And uh, I read the letter. And it said that an aunt of mine had passed. And that I was a beneficiary to a quite a sizable sum of money. 
that she had left behind. And I remember this aunt. I didn't really know her that well. She was actually the sister of my stepfather who had passed a couple of years before and who had adopted me when I was about 13 or so. So I was his legal son, making her, I suppose, my legal aunt. And, um, you know, she had never married or she was married very, very briefly many years ago. She never had any children. And um, I was a beneficiary to what she had left behind. And she had made quite a bit of money in her life, trading penny stocks, I believe it was. So the last 10 years of her life or so, she had been in a, uh, an institution, a home. She had had a stroke, I suppose. And, uh, you know, and um, she had the money and the means to be taken care of for the rest of her life. And then she passed and she had all this money left over and it was going to me. And uh, I'm not going to tell you the sum, but let's just put it this way. It was much more money than I'd ever had in my position. Uh, in my entire life at any one time. So right then and there, you know, I did a double take. I did a triple take. I did a quadruple take. I looked everything over 10 times to make sure they had the right guy. They had the right guy. And uh, all I had to do, it said, was to go get uh, Notary Public. Uh, what is it? A not- yeah, Notary Public. Get, get uh, like an official seal on it from a, a notary and, you know, send it in and they would just transfer the money to me. And so that's what happened. And, you know, I think I hadn't had a car in about six years. Uh, I was busting it everywhere. Uh, I, you know, like I said, I had borrowed money. I, I was living just at my means, you know, just at my means. And uh, then suddenly this money flowed in. And, and maybe this is kind of also where I began to investigate a little bit further about manifesting and law of attraction, because I'd heard about it already. And I uh, heard about a little bit about visualizing all that stuff, and but I started to put two and two together, and I started to realize what had happened. I had manifested this money out of the blue without realizing even that I was doing it. And there was all this money there that was probably already lined up for me, right? And just at this point, I had opened myself up to the flow of it, to it flowing into my life. And now... This doesn't mean that my aunt had to die for me to get the money uh, or that anybody has to die or that if you get money through an inheritance that you you now made this person die. That's a whole other subject we can talk about. Let's put it this way. Uh, we can get into quantum physics here again uh, and quantum shifting here again briefly. It's not really what I want to do in this episode, of course, but, but yes, perhaps and Likely what happened is that I shifted into a universe where she had passed at that moment. And in another reality, she was still alive. Either way, she would have passed eventually anyway, and the money would have come to me eventually anyway. It just happened to be at that moment. I had shifted myself into the reality where the money was now ready to flow to me. And, um, and of course, because I had brought it into my awareness without even realizing it through these visualizations that I was doing just automatically every night, just because they made me feel good. And then I just let go of it because I didn't have any expectation around it, of course. It was sort of beginner's luck, if you will, right? <laughs> first time at the casinos, first time at the slots, and I clean up. Um, and that's... You know, that was one of the incidents, one of the many incidents that kind of added up to me following this path to where I am now, where I'm recording a podcast and I have a YouTube channel and I'm coaching people on this stuff and I'm manifesting things left and right, um, just like you're doing and just like you will be doing, right, um, as you get better and better and better at this. But I told you the story 
as a means to demonstrate how this stuff works and how it how it worked in my life and how it can work in your life. So, you know, the concept of visualizing, right, can be very beneficial in this sense. And when it comes to money or when it comes to anything, and of course, I'm going to tell you, even when you're visualizing about your relationships, you go to an end result. You don't worry about the how or the when or the where it's going to come to you. You just go to the feeling. You go to the scene in your mind that makes you feel good, that lets you focus on the thing that you want in a good way, that assumes for your mind that it's done already. It's a done deal, right? And my little fantasy every night and my little visualization every night, I was already spending the money. It was already mine. It was no problem because I could freeze time. <laughs> I could freeze time and I could just go grab all the cash I wanted. And so it was never a problem, right, in my little fantasy. And boom, boom, a whole buttload of money came into my life. I was able to buy a car. I finished up grad school. I graduated. I was able to move out of that city because I didn't want to live there anymore. I wasn't happy there. I managed to move to where I live now. I got the perfect apartment that I always wanted on the top floor because I didn't want to live under people anymore uh, in a great quiet neighborhood that still had some good amenities nearby, but not too near and not too far. Um, everything worked out. Uh, and, and I was sort of began moving and drifting in a very different direction than where I had been going. Um, and of course, it led me to here to this point now where I am teaching you, hopefully effectively, about this stuff. So I told you the story as a, as a, as a it's kind of my personal success story. And of course, that's not the only time that I've manifested a lot of money seemingly out of the blue. That was the first time I'd really done it in that way. Uh, but it, it happened several more times over the years. Um, and it continues to happen. And uh, so I, wanna, I wanted to tell you that story as a, as a way to encourage you and to let you know that it's easy. I'm not special. I'm not some guru. I'm not a genius. Um, you know, I, I, maybe I'm just somebody who's paid a little bit more attention to this stuff or has, has had the luxury to do so in life um, so that I can be a teacher of it, which I enjoy doing. But I want, you, I want to get the point across that if I can do it, you can do it. And if really, it, it really is all it takes sometimes is to just adjust your attitude, your perspective on things, and boom, it can come in there. You stop thinking about the how and the where it's going to come from or what do I have to do to make it happen. All you got to do is relax, slip into your fantasy, slip into your, into, your, into your scene, slip into the feeling of it already being accomplished, and then watch it. Let yourself be pleasantly surprised. Let yourself be bowled over by how quickly and in what quantity the thing that you want can flow, nay, pour into your life. Yeah? So I want you to take that story, as silly as it seems, and I, I put my silliness out there, how my silly brain works sometimes. <laughs> I'm a big sci-fi fan, so the idea of freezing time in general, and not just for the sake of obtaining money, uh, <laughs> always fascinated me. Um, so, you know, it was a natural place for me to go. You don't have to quite do it that way. Uh, you, man, you know, you formulate your own 
uh, fantasy, your own imagination. You use it in the way that feels most comfortable to you. But I wanted to tell you that little story so that you also understand that, yes, I've done this before. So I'm not just blowing it out of my behind here. You know, I'm not just kind of grabbing it theory. I've put the theory to practice and I've done it again and again and again. And if I can do it, certainly you can do it. All right. Because I'm no special from you. Okay. The only thing that, that makes me special is, I guess, I'm just, I like listening to myself babble into a microphone uh, and talk about the things that excite me. And this excites me. And hopefully it excites you too. So, having said that, let me dive into a few concepts and ideas and a few methods that I think are going to help you. Uh, gain some perspective on the idea of money. And that's all we're doing in this episode right now. We're kind of touching on a few, I'm going to touch on a few uh, ideas and concepts and areas to sort of focus on, begin to slowly focus on, let them kind of roll through your head. Even if you don't accept them at first, let them just roll through and see what happens. Um, And then sort of, you know, you can begin to to kind of tell a different story around money and around yourself and your relationship to money. Because just like manifesting a relationship with a person, what you're doing is manifesting a new relationship with money. That's what you're doing. And just like you want to send love to a person that you want more of in your life, you want to send love to money. All right. And the first thing to do is to stop telling any negative stories about it. And I already talked about that in the beginning of the of the podcast. But I want to I want to reiterate that and I want to drive this home to you. It's very important that you start dropping all those ideas that you've probably even adopted from other people in your life. They're not even your original ideas. Money is evil. It's the root of all evil. Only uh, cheats and crooks make money. There's only so much to go around. All this kind of stuff, right? I, I got to save for a rainy day. I got to hoard my money. I'm afraid of spending it all. It's spending money, not circulating it, right? Um, all those things, if you think about it, they're not your, you're not born with those ideas. You don't come into your body and into your life with those ideas already in place, right? You don't have babies and infants running around going, oh, yes, of course, money is the root of all evil. It's terrible. Uh, you know, <laughs> understand that most likely you adopted these ideas from other people. They're other people's ideas. It's not their fault necessarily. Maybe it's your parents or your family. Uh, you know, I, 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 on 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 one side of my my parentage, um, you know, there's there's a history of lack in that family on that side of the family. Uh, working class people who lived through some war and through some f- famine. I would say famine, but certainly a time of lack, um, a time a very lean time. Uh, and, you know, around those those people that eventually ended up raising me, either directly or indirectly, adopted certain ideas about there being lack. And, of course, even when times um, became more abundant uh, for them, they still had ideas of lack around it. Even when money was plentiful, uh, there was still this idea that it's not or it's going to go away one day or, you know, we better hoard it in case uh, something terrible happens and suddenly we don't have anything. So these are ideas that, of course, there you go. I adopted those ideas and they weren't even mine. I didn't even live through those experiences. Right. But they were passed on to me by well-meaning people, by well-meaning people um, and even stories you hear in, in the news or uh, through television, through movies, the media, uh, you know, look at all the negative kind of 
stories we tell ourselves and our culture tells itself around the concept of money and abundance and flow. And you'll see, you'll understand if you have any kind of resistance around that idea of making money or bringing money into your life, you'll understand why and where it comes from. And that's not even yours. So that's the first thing to, to kind of understand. A lot of this stuff that you believe about money, this negative stuff you believe about it, they aren't even your ideas to begin with. So that right there can already be kind of empowering because right there that can give you permission to drop those ideas. If they're not even yours, that means you pick them up at some point. And if you pick them up at some point, you can put them down again. You can put those down and you can pick up better ideas. You can pick up a better story around money. All right. You can create a new experience for yourself and then you can teach people, hey, you know what? It ain't so bad. It ain't so difficult. It ain't so complicated. Look what I've been able to accomplish. If I can do it, you can do it. Right. So bear that in mind as we move forward here. I want you to begin to think about the concept of being invitational to the things that you desire and want to bring into your life. Now, those of you who follow my channel, I think you'll find that the last video I did was exactly about that. But it was, of course, uh, in the vein of bringing a relationship into your life. It was uh, love is invitational, not manipulative. But I want you to think about, even if you haven't watched that, <clears throat> I want you to think about the idea of being invitational to money in your life. And as I mentioned before, manifesting money or manifesting a lover comes down to being almost the same thing, really pretty much the same thing, because what you're doing is you're creating a relationship. You're either creating a relationship with this lover, this other person, or you're creating a relationship with money. It's no different, and it's energy, right? It's all energy. So this relationship that you're creating is also made up of energy. Now, think about how to be invitational to a lover, to a person coming into your life. Would being invitational to them include being angry, judging them, forcing them to do certain things, being manipulative? Um, is that an attractive quality? Will that bring people towards you or will that repel people? Right? And I think you already know the answer. Um, of course, that kind of energy is repellent. It will be repellent towards people, other people in your life. It will be equally repellent towards money. So if your story around money is that you judge it, you have a negative idea about it, you have a negative story about money, that you don't trust money, you think you don't trust people with money, you think they must be doing, they must be up to no good, right? Um, I want you to start thinking that of that as being repellent towards money. Money much like a lover wants to feel free, it wants to feel comfortable, it wants to feel safe in your possession, it wants to be appreciated, it wants to be mm, adored even, right? It wants to be held, <laughs> it wants a comfortable place to be. Now, how do you become invitational to money? I mean, you can see it would be easy to be invitational to a person or people in your life, but how do you become invitational to money, you know, and, and really it's not that difficult. And it comes down to, sometimes it comes down to just taking a few simple actions, right? Um, and, and 
bear with me here because this is not so much about anything esoteric or quantum this or quantum that or manifesting this or manifesting that. It's simply about taking practical steps to make money feel safe in your presence, in your company, in your pocket, in your wallet, in your life, to make it want to come and be with you, to make it seek you out. And one of the things that I do, I got myself a nice, beautiful wallet, right? Now, <laughs> Tarkhan, I don't have any money. And if I especially won't have any if I buy a nice, beautiful wallet. Bear with me. <laughs> See it as an investment. See it as you're buying a home for your money. A nice, beautiful, uh, aesthetically pleasing Good quality. Make it some nice leather, right? A nice leather wallet. Keep it clean. Keep it organized, right? Imagine you're bringing a new dog home. You're going to get it a nice bed, right, to sleep in. You're, or build a dog house in the backyard that's comfortable, where the dog feels safe. You want to start thinking of your money in this way. Build a little house for your money, okay? Get yourself a nice wallet or, or something that, that you really like that your money is going to feel comfortable and safe and loved in and that's going to feel like you're taking care of it that you respect it right that you respect every single dollar and even every single coin that is in your possession and that comes into your possession that flows towards you that you have respect for it and one of the one of the most simple things that you can do is precisely that buy something nice to keep your money in keep it organized when i have some bills I always, you know, if there are little dog ears on there, I straighten them out, right? I don't crumple it up. I don't just shove it into my pocket. I organize my bills. I make sure they're all facing the same direction, right? Nice and neat and organized. And then I put them in my nice, neat, beautiful wallet that I've bought for my money and for my bills to feel safe in and for more money to want to come and stay, right? So that's something I do. And of course, that is creating an environment for money to come into your life and to feel good in your life, to feel good around you, to provide it with a space where it feels comfortable. That is being invitational to your money. That's not manipulative. That's not chasing it. That's opening the door to it the way you would to a lover or somebody you want to come into your life. You open the door to them. You become invitational to it. You say, hey, money, look over here. This is a great little space I've created for you. Wouldn't you like to come and stay in it for a little while? <laughs> it sounds silly. And I know hopefully you're chuckling out there too. It's okay to be a little bit silly with this stuff. In fact, it's encouraged to be a little bit silly with this stuff. But I want you to start getting the idea that being organized around money is something very important. Declutter things. I keep my checkbook extremely neat now. I keep it in a drawer where I keep things that remind me of manifesting positive things, um, checks I've manifested, you know, that I've deposited, but I get the check back and I put that in the drawer. I put things in there that represent abundance to me, that represent flow to me. And that's where I keep my checkbook. That's where I keep my wallet. That's my little space for my money, right? Be it physical bills or coins 
or be it uh, digital money, uh, be it your checkbook. Keep it organized. Keep your checkbook organized. Keep it balanced. Keep track of all the money that comes in. Even if you find a penny, put it down somewhere in a journal where you keep track of all the money that you manifest. Even a penny is money, and that even a penny, finding it on the street. I always know when I start finding pennies on the street everywhere that something's coming my way. Some money's coming my way. Money's trying to flow to me. And usually within a couple of days, some kind of money comes to me, right? So I want you to start thinking about money in this way. I want you to start creating a space where money feels safe and appreciated and respected. And I want you to start respecting your money because that is going to want more money to come into your life. Uh, that's going to that's going to make more money want to come into your life is what I meant to say there, um, and you know as you do that you begin to also change your kind of vibration around money. You see yourself as a gardener, as a nurturer, right? All these little things are seeds. Your money, each dollar represents a seed, and you put it out there. Like I said, you're not spending money anymore, right? What are you doing from now on? You're circulating money, right? And 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 looking at, uh, at what I said earlier about studying people, those captains of industry that that uh, have a very different story around money than probably most of us do um, out there, us common folk, so to speak. Um, you know, they also make their dollars work for them. That's another interesting concept to kind of start to wrap your mind around a little bit. This idea that you don't work for your money. Your money works for you. Money doesn't control you. You control money. Money doesn't use you. You use money. It's really that simple, folks. And it can be that simple. And I, and maybe you're expecting something more complicated here, something a little bit more woo-woo or something a little bit more manifesting-oriented. But let me tell you something. These little steps can help change your perspective around money in just the slightest way and even just the slightest change in perspective around it can make more flow to you all of a sudden from directions and sources that you never even imagined and sometimes in amounts that you never even imagined just like my story that I told earlier about my aunt um, you just never know where it's going to come from that's the other thing to kind of stop doing is to stop thinking about how and when and where just for a little while practice this now you may have a job and you may know where most of your money comes from and you know of course the idea of having a job is this idea of uh, renting out your time right for a wage and most of us in the world this is what we're doing and there's nothing wrong with that but there's another thing another kind of new perspective to adopt around money and think about you know the people that have money out there who aren't in the limelight that we don't know about who aren't necessarily the captains of industry but they seem to always have money maybe it's a dentist or a physician or i don't know somebody who has a career that they do that they like to do where a good amount of money comes and flows through them but they have opened up other channels other points of abundance other entry points in their lives for their money they're spreading their money around uh they'll save a little bit now saving is not the same as hoarding right saving is a smart thing to do if you save 10 percent of your income put in a savings account you're building a war chest all right that's the way i look at it so saving is not the same as hoarding uh, hoarding would be like you have the money you want to spend on something but you don't do it because you're afraid that there won't be enough 
Uh, that, that would be more the hoarding, lackful kind of mindset that I was talking about with the hoarding concept. But saving is also a smart thing to do. Three kind of things to get into. You know, you spread your money around. You invest a little bit of it. You save a little bit of it. And you give a little bit of it away. Because part of attracting abundance is also to give abundance, to spread abundance. And as you do that, it comes back to you. And it's the old you pushed out concept, right? Money is also you pushed out. The amount of money that flows into your life or how quickly or efficiently it flows into your life is a direct reflection of how you are flowing vibrationally around the concept of money. So when money starts flowing, that, that can give you a clue as to how you're doing with your relationship to money, right? If more of it starts flowing, you, you can bet that you're having a much more healthy uh, uh, sort of relationship towards abundance in general. Um, if it stops flowing, if there seems to be a clog somewhere, if the works seem to be gummed up, then your vibration is gummed up. And the amount of money that either flows to you or from you um, is a representation or reflection of that. So really, just like with manifesting a relationship, manifesting money is an inside job. It begins with you. And it begins with making those little changes. Even those little changes. Creating a little space, a safe space for your money to live in your house right? In your bank, in your uh, checkbook, wherever you keep track of your money, wherever you budget your money, keep it organized, keep it safe. Be thankful for every penny that comes in, but also be thankful for every penny that goes out because that's giving you something in return. Um, that's another thing. That's the second thing I want to say. Um, changing your, your feelings and emotions and vibration and your energy around the act of paying bills or going grocery shopping. You know, sometimes people, a lot of people out there, and I'm guilty of this as well. I've done this many, many times. Uh, we get that sinking feeling, that dreadful feeling when the bills come due, right? The rent comes due and we think, oh man, oh, I pay this then I'm not going to have any money. Well, that's another thing to kind of start changing. It's another thing to kind of tweak a little bit in your thinking. You start becoming grateful and appreciative of those things because, hey, if I pay my electricity bill, guess what I get? I get electricity. So I become appreciative of electricity. If I go buy groceries, I get food. I become appreciative of the food that this money allows me to have. If I'm going to take my money and go out and have a weekend somewhere, go on a road trip, go camping, do whatever with it, go on a little vacation, then my money is allowing me to, to live my life to its fullest potential, to have fun, to explore, to be a free person on this planet. So I become grateful for the opportunity to do that. So then I spend the money more happily. I circulate the money more happily. Ah, look at that. I caught myself, didn't I? <laughs> Sometimes I still say, say spending, but I don't have the same kind of uh, hangups around it that I used to. Uh, but yes, uh, good catch there, everybody. Um, become grateful for the money that you circulate, that you're able to circulate, and for the things that it gives back to you electricity, running water, groceries, food to put into the mouths of yourself and your children and your partner and whatever. Uh, the money to go have fun, to have experiences, right? Here's another concept for you. Most happy people use their money to buy experiences, not things, right? Now that's, you can buy things. Listen, you can want things. I'm not, I'm not ragging on things here. I love things myself, man. I love televisions and I love doodads and gadgets and the latest tech and I love all that stuff. I love buying beer, okay? But you know, I also love putting 
putting gas in the tank and driving off to the beach for a day or two, going camping. I love uh, exploring new places. I love trying out new restaurants, new things, new experiences. You know, people who spend their money on experiences and creating memories. Um, and there are some studies on this out there. Don't ask me to quote them right now, but you can do a little Google yourself and find this out. Um, they tend to be the happiest people, right? Because they understand what their money is capable of bringing them, what money really represents to them. It's not the thing. It's not the money, right? It's what it can do for you, what it can allow you to do on this planet, in this life, to live up to your fullest potential. And isn't that really what you want? Isn't that what you want? And isn't that really what you want the money for? When you start to look at it from that perspective, you'll find that you have a much calmer kind of attitude around it. You begin to see how money works, that it's like water, it's like air. Breathe it in, breathe it out. Breathe it in, breathe it out. And what's oxygen like? What's air like? There's really an unlimited supply of that, isn't there? You don't think about breathing, you just do it. It keeps you alive, right? Same with money. Start thinking of it as air. Start inviting it into your life. Start being invitational to it. Create that space for it. Keep it organized. Learn to have respect for your money, and it will start to have respect for you. Guaranteed. So back to this idea of the points of abundance, the channel of abundance, people that seem to always have money, even though they don't appear to be millionaires necessarily, but they seem to always have money. Um, you know, they make their money work for them. They set up, uh, for instance, um, they set up means of passive income for themselves. Maybe they put their money in a certain, a, a sort of account that where it gains a lot of interest. You know, a lot of people who have a sort of large sum, they don't spend it all. Uh, oftentimes they'll put it in a, into an account and just live off the interest for a while or use the interest and put it into a savings account or use the interest and put it into other investments. Right. You'll find this a lot with people. People don't generally talk about their money. <laughs> you may look at somebody and say, ah, oh, that guy doesn't look like he has a lot of money, but he seems to always have money because he's not just relying on one source for his money. He's He's opened up many, many points of abundance that he uses to attract money. He's opened many doors to, to money. And don't just keep one door open. Start to think a little bit about what you can do. And this is something you can ask the universe, too. Really, what you're asking is your higher self to come in and give you a little bit of guidance. Just say in the mornings, universe or higher self or inner being or whatever it is that you speak to every day. Um... It's the same thing, really. But just say, in a very calm fashion, show me the steps I can make today, I can take today, to bring more abundance into my life. What doors can I open for money to flow into my life? What possibilities are out there? What opportunities are out there? For my part, I'm going to stay calm about it. I'm going to be open to all possibilities. I'm not going to push so hard. I'm not going to start thinking about all the ways and coming up with schemes and things like that. I'm just going to trust and take it one day at a time. I'm just going to trust for today that you're going to show me another door I can open or a couple of doors I can open that I never even thought about before because I was so focused on lack. But now that I'm focused on flow and abundance and I'm open to money coming into my life, into my experience, through any means possible, through any channel, through any door, show me where those doors are. Let me open them. Show me how to open them. 
so I can be welcoming and invitational to money coming into my life through many different channels. So that's another thing to really start thinking about. There isn't just one way that money can come into your life. Maybe right now you're thinking, oh, it's my job and I hate my job, but it's the only way I can make money. Now, of course, that's limited mindset, right? That's limited thinking. That's going to keep money away. It doesn't feel comfortable around that kind of energy. Just like a lover wouldn't feel comfortable around that kind of energy, right? A lover wants to be around someone who's positive and open to things. Money also wants to be around somebody who's positive and open to things, right? So it likes the energy of flow. So if you want money to flow, you have to start flowing, right? You have to start flowing. You have to start being open to all kinds of ways that it can come into your life by all means and methods. Now, I'm not talking about anything illegal. <laughs> you know, I'm not, because of course, if you're engaging in illegal things or you're trying to cheat people, then that is lackful mindset. That's lackful thinking. That's not abundant thinking. You don't have to take anything from anybody. There is enough for everyone to go around. There is more than enough for everyone to go around. Money is like a, you know, think of a fruit tree or, or you know, you can pick one or two apples from an apple tree. There's going to be all these other apples. And now think about a hundred trees or a thousand trees. Think about a whole orchard or a bunch of apple orchards and all these apple trees full of apples. Are you going to eat all the apples? No, but you can take your fill. You can take your share of the apples and there'll still be so many more apples to go around for everybody. That's what money is. Okay. Really money is low hanging fruit and there's so much of it. And it's everywhere. It's everywhere. When you drive around your car or you walk around your city, think about all the places where money lives. Think about all the stores that you pass. There's money in those cash registers. There's money in those, uh, uh, what do you call them? You know, those safes, safe deposit boxes. There's money in those banks that you're passing every day. There's those money trucks that drive around. That's money literally driving right past you right there. There's money in people's pockets. There's money in people's mattresses. There's all kinds of places where people stash money, right? Money is literally everywhere. Start thinking of money as being everywhere. It's like air. Air is everywhere. Oxygen is everywhere. Money is like air. Breathe it in. Breathe it out. Breathe it in. Breathe it out. Create flow. Create points of abundance. And create comfortable spaces for your money to live, to want to come and reside with you. How many times have you heard, you know, the, oh, where'd you get your dog or your cat? Oh, we didn't. He picked us. <laughs> Allow money to pick you. Allow money to choose you. Okay? And so you open up your channels. You open up your vibration. You become, you start telling a better, more empowering story around money. And I suggest that you go find those success stories. Go read them every day. All right. Even if you're actually, especially if you're feeling a little bit hung up around money, go read them and understand that those people are no special. They're not special. They're not different than you. They're not more deserving. They're not better. They're not even smarter necessarily. Okay. I know a lot of idiots who have a lot of money. So if they can do it, you can do it. <laughs> No offense to any idiots out there. Um, of course, idiocy is just a state of mind anyway. But, um, but I think you get my point, right? Start becoming invitational and welcoming to money. Start respecting it. Start opening different doors for it to come in because it wants to come in. It's lined up right outside your life to come into you. It wants to be with you. 
it wants it wants wants you to use it for all the experiences that you want to have that money can bring you okay stop thinking of money as being problematic Here's another thing to wrap your mind around. And I got this from the wonderful Richard Dots, who has some amazing books out there. Uh, Secret uh, Money Secrets or something like that. Go look up Richard Dots, D-O-T-T-S, on Amazon or your Kindle or your reading device. And uh, start looking at some of his books. He has a very interesting idea about these things. Uh, but one of the things he says, too, uh, that, one of the things he said that really stuck with me, you know, if you have a problem and it can be solved with money, then it's not really a problem, it's just an inconvenience. And that's another thing to kind of, another new idea and story to start adopting about money, about the concept of money. Money is, the lack of money is not problematic because it's just a, it's just a lackful energy and mindset that you have and you can change that at any time. And the moment you do, money starts to come into your life. It does, it starts to flow because it's there. It's been there all the time. You're just changing your awareness. You're just changing your awareness and your vibration to a point where you can now perceive it. You can now perceive that it's there where it's always been, really. And you can start to understand that there is no lack. There's never any lack out there. Right? And, and listen, I know some of you might be saying, Tarkhan, right now that's not an idea that I can adopt easily because of this situation and that situation and that situation. Again, think about what I said. Think about what Richard Dot said. If it's a if it's a problem that can be solved with money, it's not a problem at all. It's just an inconvenience. All it takes is more money. And you know how to make more money. You know how to bring more money into your life. And sometimes it can come right at that last minute, right at that moment when you need it the most and you've given up all hope. Suddenly money comes from some direction and you, you're like, how the hell did that happen? I didn't even know that that as a possibility or as a, as a gate for money to come in. So think about all the times in your life when that has happened for you. And I guarantee you, you will have examples of that in your life. Everybody does. Think hard on it if you need to, if you need to remember. Uh, but think about it. And then think back to those moments and, and, and how surprised you were in the way that money came to you, even if it was just a couple of bucks and you had nothing to your name. And suddenly it flowed to you or something came to you that helped you out in that moment. It's always available. It's always there. It's always waiting to come in. It just needs you to open yourself up to it. It needs you to open those doors to it. It needs you to create a comfortable space for it. That's a vibrationally comfortable space. That's an energetically comfortable space. And that's a physically comfortable space. Keeping your money organized. Putting it in a nice wallet or container or whatever. Like I mentioned. Start practicing these things. Start letting these ideas roll through your head because probably for a lot of you if you're listening to this and you really do have a bad story about money and I've had a bad story about money many many times so you're not alone out there but you can change it's possible let these new ideas that I've discussed really flow through your through your head right um, just as a beginning and again of course I said there's so much more to discuss around money and the concept of money but I want this to be kind of a primer I'm kind of going into a different territory a little bit than what I've done on the channel and in the podcast. I'm not talking so much about getting your ex back today or any of that kind of stuff. I'm talking about something new. But the concepts are the same. But now we're talking about money. I want you to start listen to this podcast and listen to some of the things that I've said and let them kind of just roll through your head for a little while and play with them a little bit and see because you'll see as you do as you change your perspective and your story around money and flow and abundance just a little bit you'll start to see it 
you'll start to see something moving in your life. And you'll start to see more money suddenly moving towards you, even if it's a quarter you find on the street. Say thank you for that. Pick it up. Even if it's a penny, bend down and pick it up. Because when you do that, you're saying to the universe, I am ready and open to receive. If you walk past and go, ah, it's only a penny. What am I going to do with a penny? You're closing yourself off to receiving. Start making gestures, physical gestures, that demonstrate that you're ready to receive. You're ready to receive more. Pick up that damn penny. Put it in your pocket. Say thank you. Put a little smile on your face and walk down the street and whistle even if you want. Feel good about it. It's money. And you just made a gesture to the universe and to money that you're ready to receive more. From any direction, through any means, even if it's a dirty little penny, lonely, dirty little abandoned penny on the sidewalk. Okay? Even if it's in a puddle and it's been raining. <laughs> I've done this. You know, I look like... I realize how it must look to other people. Or if I'm walking down the street with my friends or something, like, did you just pick up that penny? Yep. And then I walk down the street, I'll see another one. I'll pick that up too. And they're like, you're crazy. What are you doing? I said, hey, man, it's money. It's there. It's looking at me. I like receiving money. So I'm receiving it. I'm putting it in my pocket. I'm putting it in a safe place where it feels good. Right? <laughs> and yeah, laugh about it. You can laugh about it. Start laughing about it. Start having fun with it. Start playing games with yourself around it. Start realizing it's not so serious. It's not such a serious thing. It does not control you. You control it. Right? You control money. You use money, not the other way around. Money's neutral. It's not a thing. It's not a person. It has energy attached to it like everything else. But you're the one who decides what to do with it. You're the one who receives. You're the one who opens himself, yourself, herself up to it. You're the one who puts it to work for you. Right? It's a tool for you to use. For you to get to bring more uh, amazing experiences into your life. To bring more growth into your life. More understanding about how you are a powerful creator. It's not just money that you can create. It's not just money that you can bring into your life that you can allow to flow through you. You are the receptacle. You're allowing money to flow through you. And it wants to. You're the conductor. Right? So take everything I've said today to heart. I'm going to wrap this up in a minute here. All right? But take everything I've said to heart. Just as a beginning, and there will be more shows around this and more episodes around this, guaranteed, because there are so many things to consider with money, and there's so much sort of resistance and stuff to, to get over, and I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of comments with questions about this, especially on the channel, because the episode will be uploaded to the YouTube channel as well. I'm sure I'm going to get some emails about it. I'm sure I'm going to get some comments with questions and things about it. Uh, questions or yeah buts. I call them yeah buts. I get those comments from time to time. People can say, Tarkon, yeah, but, you know, okay, send me your yeah buts and we'll take a look at them and we'll talk about, about this some more in the future. I promise. Now, I want to leave you with a little passage from a book that I think is a great book. And it's called Creating Money, Attracting Abundance by Sanaya Roman. That's S-A-N-A-Y-A -A -A, Roman and Dwayne Packer, D-U-A-N-E Packer. Creating Money, Attracting Abundance. You can find it just about 
anywhere. Go to Amazon um, if that's what you use. Um, just do a Google search for it if you want. I think it's a great book to get into. And um, here's a very brief passage from it that I think is quite empowering and sums up what I've been talking about pretty well. As you magnetize what you want and follow your inner guidance, you will want to allow success into your life so you can receive what you have asked for. Mastering manifesting involves learning to make the choices and decisions that hold the most light for you and put you onto your higher path. As you choose the path of most light, you are also choosing success at its highest levels. You create the reality you experience by the choices and decisions you make. What you have and where you are today are the results of all the choices and decisions you have made. Many of your choices have been passive, made without conscious examination. Many have been based on your past programming rather than on your new, unlimited thinking. You can begin now to make more conscious, aware choices. Acknowledge that where you are today is a result of your past choices and realize that at every moment you are truly creating your reality. If you are not happy with what you have created so far, you can learn to make different choices and change your life into one that brings you joy, aliveness, or whatever else you want. Some choices are subtle, but there is usually one alternative that carries more light, one that will put you on a slightly higher path and help you express your essence more clearly than the others. By choosing your higher path, you will accelerate your growth, aliveness, and abundance. It is important to develop your ability to discriminate and choose the path of most light to create abundance in your life. And how true is that? And isn't that what we've been talking about here today? So I want you to take that passage to heart. I want you to take to heart what I've spoken about here today in this episode and apply it to your relationship around money and start thinking about what choices you've made in the past and what new different choices, more empowering choices you can make now that will set you onto that higher path, right? So on that note, I'm going to wrap it up and I want to thank all of you for listening and that's not just the uh, podcast audience here today, right now, or whenever, or wherever you're listening. But uh, all of you, my uh, clients, my coaching clients, all subscribers and watchers, viewers of my YouTube channel, all listeners of the podcast, every one of you out there, new and old, <laughs> uh... You contribute so much to my personal abundance, not just in a monetary sense, but also in a spiritual sense, allowing me this platform where I can express these ideas freely, something I've always wanted to do. 
You help make that possible. And for that, I want to thank all of you from the bottom of my heart. And, um, of course, sending you off with all the best wishes I can for your progression, for your abundance, for you finding your higher path of light that helps you to become the best that you can become. And I know that it's so much out there, so much potential for all of you out there. I don't doubt that for any one of you, that uh, you've got this. I know you do. So thank you again for tuning in and please keep doing so. And um, be a little easy on yourself. <laughs> like I said, you've got this. I believe in you, so believe in yourself, okay? And until the next time, I am Tarkhan, and thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>